guys and welcome back to Politics Matter. Sorry for the delay. Thank you all for joining us today and we hope you'll join us on the conversation. Our phone lines will be open and that number to call is 587-418-5934. Before we begin today, you can head on over to our website communications-inc.org to subscribe for our weekly mailing list and to stay up to date with our next live events and our available merchandise. We are also available for bookings. Please don't hesitate to contact us. We have new merchandise that is available through our website, Patreon, and Amazon. I will provide all the links in the description. You can contact us at any time. We are here to help with any questions. We are also here to give you, our listeners, and our customers the best week. So please help me welcome back our guest, Federico Molano, who is here to join us today. Hello, uh, Naila. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Thank you for coming back. No problem. Um, there's a question that I have on my mind. Um, do you think China will become an empire like they did in 1912? Yeah, well, as Bernard Russell mentioned that uh, you were speaking about before after, before the show was beginning, yeah, um, it was recognized as an empire in 1912. But to your question, yeah, well, it's not the purpose of uh, China to become an empire like the United States or Europeans used to be, in this case, uh, the UK, England. Um, uh, that was the empire where the sun never sets. The intentions of China are not by any means to become an empire uh, British style or American style. They're more uh, subtle and very smart when it comes to an empire intentions. They don't have to want to be an empire. They're already on their way to become an empire, as we can see in the last 30 to 40 years. They have lifted more than 400 million people out of poverty in this period. And they have become the strongest economy, the second strongest economy still, but uh, growing um, after the United States of America. So um, I think China doesn't need to become an empire again. It's on its way. and, And like I said, tacitly, without military assistance or invasions or bases around the world, it's conquering the world. So, uh, to your question, no, I don't think that uh, the Chinese empire is going to just declare itself an empire. It's already becoming an empire. And now, especially with the war in Ukraine against Russia, using Ukraine as a bridge to burn behind and invading Ukraine literally uh, uh, with uh, corporations that are going to put in debt that country for 100 years, if not more. Um, they have united China and Russia, which was exactly what they shouldn't have done. And the principles of the American and British empires together, uh, I have to declare here that uh, uh, the British are not an empire since after the Second World War, especially after the Suez Canal, where America said to the British, no, don't intervene. And they just like... uh, 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 obedient dog just went away and let the Americans do what they wanted. So, yeah, even though uh, the British believe that they're still an emperor, they behave as vassals for the uh, Americans. And um, it's very humiliating to see England and uh, 27 countries in Europe going bankrupt uh, and uh, losing power big time. There's people that might don't agree with this, but the results after the uh, war in Ukraine indicates so. 
So the problem is, uh, the way I see it, is that uh, the invasion of Ukraine changed everything, even though Americans still insist uh, with uh, um, its uh, senators that are traveling constantly to Ukraine, insist that Ukraine is winning the war. You can see some media on the platforms like YouTube and Facebook um, uh, saying that Ukraine, that Russia is losing the war, and they show imagery uh, showing some tanks being destroyed and uh, stuff like that. Well, it's not true. According to most serious analysts, like Colonel um, Scott Ritter, who was the inspector, uh, I guess your audience already know, uh, to the uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, uh, proven to be a, a false flag and an excuse for Americans to invade uh, Iraq and, of course, take uh, their oil, the same reason they started the so-called um, invasion in Syria with uh, Mali in, in, in revolutions, the same that it was the Arab Spring, which is, uh, is not a spring and it was not even Arab, it's uh, full of uh, proxy terrorist groups supported by British and American intelligence uh, apparatus in order to create and uh, assassinate Christians and destroy a secular country who that was a tourist uh, place, uh, geographic, uh, cultural place for Arabics to have vacation there. There's plenty of proof, even by nuns, that describe uh, Syria as a playground for Arab people. So... Um, I don't know if I'm getting too extended in this version uh, of your question, but uh, I don't see China just in the need to go and put 100 or 200 or 900 bases around the world, military bases, but uh, on the contrary, to invest uh, in other countries to, like Russia and China have done to forgive the billions of dollars of debt in uh, different countries in Africa, something that the Americans or Europeans will never do. So... Again, uh, the answer is no. China will is not in need, especially with the uh, uh, Silk Initiative and the Silk Road Initiative that has more than a thousand years tradition, uh, where China um, occupied literally, and I not mean by force, but uh, in commercial and trade aspects of its uh, initiative a thousand years ago. It has uh, conquered the markets. Uh, with this uh, skill, uh, Silk Road initiative. So uh, now that uh, the United States and allies have bring Russia and China together, it's not necessary for them to declare an empire because it's already becoming an empire in trade, in commerce, in technology, and satellite. Uh, if we also consider that BRICS is meeting uh, as we speak in the next few days also, uh, you know that uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa plus BRICS plus because there's many countries, including Saudi Arabia, many countries that were allies uh, of the United States now becoming uh, partners of the BRICS plus, which means that uh, are sick of the domination of American dollar, the petrodollar, and are basing their uh, economies and their understanding of a, a multilateral economy, not a hegemony, a hegemony. Uh, doctrine uh, like the Monroe Doctrine that Americans is for uh, the Americans but the world is for the Americans it's not going to happen and they're willing to go to war if necessary the Samsung plan that we I have talked about in uh, many opportunities before in my YouTube channel so what they have conquered is nothing the Americans and the British and allies uh, but uh, the probability that there might be a third world war with atomic bombs and uh, nobody wants that but the Americans and 
allies. And, um, at the expense, I'm sorry, but at the expense of the uh, bankruptcy of Europe and uh, many other countries. And with Colombia and Argentina wanting to join BRICS, Plus, um, do you think that the rest of South America will join and the rest of the South uh, African continent? That's a very interesting question because, yes, I think uh, Africa, uh, with the exception of the ECOWAS, uh, which is an organization of African countries uh, led by Americans' interests and British interests and European interests, which is to exploit the African countries to the maximum in uh, mineral resources, rare earths, etc., and put Africans against Africans, which is what's going on right now in many countries in Africa. But at the same time, there are Niger, as you know, and Nigeria have some differences that uh, um, just today have been trying to be uh, resolved, and uh, that includes the no uh, uh, participation, military participation, or uh, of the Americans or Europeans. Uh, the people that are speaking today in different conferences are trying to uh, tell Nigeria and ECOWAS to stay away from their uh, sovereignty and to try to understand that uh, France and the United States interests are not welcome in many of the countries in Africa any longer. So uh, about uh, Latin America, which is something that you mentioned too, uh, I also agree with you in the sense uh, that uh, many countries like Argentina, uh, Paraguay, and maybe Uruguay, Colombia, for example, now with elections in Guatemala, which uh, have proven that uh, far-right governments are not welcome also in Central America, especially behind the story uh, uh, when the, uh, everybody knows that uh, Americans... I mean, North America has considered Central and South America like the backyard, uh, which is uh, a disrespectful uh, 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 adjective uh, uh, to qualify uh, countries that are supposed to be sovereign. And now they're facing immigration from all these countries that they uh, 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 on successfully, I would say it successfully for the American interests, yes, of course, with the assassination of more than 300,000 in the Guatemala, uh, hundreds of thousands in Honduras, Nicaragua, uh, hundreds of thousands in Colombia and many countries with the School of the Americas and the politics of uh, uh, J.F. Kennedy, uh, uh, the ex-president assassinated in 1963, uh, which consisted in taking uh, communism away from Central and South America, but also benefiting themselves uh, uh, with operations uh, uh, with the CIA, ITT, etc., which was the case in Chile when the President uh, Allende was assassinated or he took his life. It's not clear yet, uh, but he stood his ground till the last moment with courage and valor and proven that uh, American interests have destroyed uh, the Central and South American interests. Of course, there's plenty of reasons for Latin America to want to join with the uh, emergency economies with the, uh, are uh, taking away or uh, staying away from the domination of the American dollar. And uh, what would be the significance of Latin America um, not wanting to be part of the North America anymore? That is a question that I asked Professor Jeffrey Sachs, an economist well-known around the world, uh, who participated for more than 30 years in uh, economics, uh, rescuing, uh, designing a rescue plan for Poland when Lech Walesa was leading the movement um, uh, Solidarity, and uh, backed, of course, by Pope John Paul II. So, yeah, um, 
I believe that uh, I asked that question to him as I asked that question to uh, candidate president for presidency in the United States, Mr. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And is what is it that the United States is going to do, especially and its allies, his allies, when the, the uh, European react against the United States because of their bankruptcy of their economies, because of the people uh, 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 level of life are going down big time because of the industry in Europe is going down because of the agriculture of Europeans is going down. What is it that America is going to do when the Europeans say, okay, this is this is enough. We cannot stick with you and be your accomplices in the destruction of our own countries and our own economies and inducing us to war against Russia, using Ukraine as a bridge to, to, to burn behind when nothing of this works. So Latin America, of course, uh, the consequences will be that United States, I believe, the question that I asked Professor Sachs, and, uh, and I'm still waiting for his answer, and uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is what will America do? It's going to get back to the enemy within doctrine and the American for the Americans. And that means the Monroe Doctrine, which means all the countries surrounding America will obey, and uh, we have the right, the divine right almost, to dictate what they should do in order to benefit American interests only. And that's not going to happen. We have seen that, like I mentioned before, elections in Guatemala, with the exception of uh, Argentina, which uh, uh, is uh, leading the polls with a far-right candidate, uh, uh, which is in favor of the American uh, rules, international rules-based organization, etc. But uh, Central and South America, uh, of course, are going to be the target, the closer target for Americans not to go with their tails between their legs after the, the uh, wrongful and stupid and insane uh, foreign policy, not only around the world, but also in Central Amer in South America for more than 100 years. Uh, I've been watching your videos and I've noticed that when you make a program, um, you, talk, you talk about what's coming and then when someone else makes a program, they talk about the same thing that you have, but a week later. Yeah, sometimes a week, sometimes two months, sometimes a year later. Uh, for example, I don't want to pretend here that something that I'm not, but sure, it's uh, what happens with civilians are normal citizens that are informed and uh, self-educated, anticipate uh, issues that uh, no politicians or big names in YouTube um, that have uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers uh, haven't touched and uh, well it doesn't make me just proud of myself in, in seeing this as a citizen but uh, and in the sense to anticipate uh, issues and questions that uh, are necessary for politicians and uh, reporters to know but it's also Naila because uh, the origin of this company uh, Communications Inc because um, we the citizens have a say in all these matters and we are not taking in the minds of the journalists which of course have been bought off that's if you see the news today the mainstream media in for years now uh, uh, ctb here in canada and nbc in the united states and in many countries all around the world the mainstream media has been regarded for uh, 10 years now if you follow the uh, history behind the uh, polls uh, as untrustworthy and uh, the citizens have taken over. And I think uh, the participation of us, the citizens, uh, for us, for the country and for the world is very important to take on account. So it doesn't surprise me, but I'm surprised that even though I have said it before or anticipate these events, 
and circumstances, whether political or economic, uh, my channel is being censored big time, and uh, I'm not surprised. I uh, remember that I uh, have conversations with uh, George Galloway, for example, uh, regarding the 9-11 attacks, and uh, he cut me off because he couldn't accept what I was saying regarding the question, why do both? Why crash planes and why uh, demolish the towers? I gave him the explanation. He didn't want to accept it, and that uh, question, that segment of his program got thousands of visits in my favor. And I anticipated uh, the fall of Bernie Sanders as a, a lead candidate for the United States and as a hypocrite, and it's happening now. And uh, I anticipated, for example, the disclosure on UFOs and uh, how the questions they're asking now in uh, the United States uh, government are silly and uh, how 75 years later they come with uh, questions that we the people known to be asked in Congress today for more than 75 years. And if that's going to happen with the pandemia and uh, how the corporations manage the pandemia, it's something that uh, we have to pay attention to. And speaking of the pandemia, um, they also mentioned on the news that there was going to be another pandemic as early as maybe the end of the year or next year. That's is, those issues are, of course, uh, uh, corroborating, uh, uh, not uh, speculation, but uh, uh, something that some other uh, people in main, in. Uh, alternative media know, and that is that, of course, Bill Gates have said that for 20 years, have supported that, and he has, uh, with others, 84% of, um, uh, uh, how do you say that, he interferes with the decision-making of the IHR, the International Health Regulations, and of course, the, the World Health Organization, but we're not supposed to say that anyway, because uh, YouTube and platforms such as those are supposed to know and monopolize the truth, and you cannot say the truth in those platforms or you get banned. So uh, the need, as uh, you hear, or I don't know if your audience here just a couple of days ago, Prime Minister of Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau from the Liberal Party, saying that Facebook need to share with journalists, with professional journalists, the shares of the billions of dollars they're making when it was his government who allowed that to happen. When you let uh, private corporations supported, for example, by minds like Ben Shapiro's, that says that uh, private corporations have the right to do anything and whatever, even above constitutions and law and bills of rights and freedoms, that he supported the prime minister here in Canada, there in Europe and there in the United States, is total hypocrisy. Whomever has received those money is us, the people that have independent, the citizens that have independent uh, reportering or journalism, journalists that do their job, but also citizens that have demonstrated like me in uh, my channel and uh, you uh, daring to make this kind of uh, contributions to society in this program to have that money, to have part take on that money, not Facebook, not the, the corrupted uh, institutional uh, uh, journalists like CBC, CTV and others that receive money from Bill Gates. If the OMS receives 84% uh, help from Melinda uh, uh, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and uh, whatever donors they can accept as stakeholders, it's not an organization that works for the people, by the people, people. It's not democratic. And you have to remember that uh, this is an organization also that has diplomatic immunity. Their members have diplomatic immunity. Their salaries are above $100,000 a year. They travel away a lot, and they have been proven to be uh, um, uh, not scientifically 
concurring with many scientists that had been shut up or shut down from the investigation and research uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're only working for themselves, they're not working for the people. And not only that, governments and uh, healthcare systems, all of them have been corrupted, like the Sunshine List uh, proves uh, for Canadians. So instead of giving more money to corrupt journalists that are uh, uh, aligned with government and intelligence agencies to um, castrate uh, free information, liberties and freedoms of Canadians, they should give all that money or some of that money to independent researchers, reporters as I, and, and maybe, of course, you, and this program and some others that have proven to us, the country and the world, that we are responsible with the truth, which has become the, num the public enemy number one for countries like Canada. And that's unacceptable. Same in Europe and, of course, the United States. And um, I also want to ask, what would be the significance between what's happening today and with what maybe that uh, Carl Jung has written about? Well, uh, okay. Carl Jung, well, Carl Jung, in, uh, in his book, The Red Book, he mentioned how, uh, uh, do you all remember the Carl Jung, C.G. J. Jung, Carl Gustav Jung was a psychiatrist, a disciple of uh, uh, the late uh, uh, Sigmund Freud, and um, both from German origin. What Carl Jung mentioned in his book and in his treatises, psychiatric treatises, also to his patients, was the possibility to anticipate events that he had while he was in the First World War, where he received, according to his version into his book, uh, uh, dreams, visions. Okay, so that's a psychiatric point of view. And uh, we have to accept that there's people that have already sided with the beast uh, of, uh, some people called it extreme capitalism, which is the truth. We have seen billions and billions of dollars running through Ukraine to support uh, the politicians there, the corrupt politicians. We have seen billions of dollars running away from the United States trade and the people in the United States with inf without infrastructure, without education, poor and miserable. And uh, the President Biden just announced last week, a few days ago, that the people of Hawaii are going to receive a one-time payment of $700. I agree uh, with Colonel uh, uh, McGregor that that's not going to go, it's not going to last for long. But while billions and billions of dollars are being sent to a foreign country to a war that should have been averted, if they should have, if they uh, have had listened to the Minsk Accords and the intentions of Russia. There was peace treaties, we have to remember, that uh, were in the hands of uh, Vladimir Zelensky, Volodymyr Zelensky, correct, and uh, President of Russia, um, uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, it was, those conversations were interrupted in March, April of 2022. There's no excuse for these wars to keep on going. There's no excuse for the American and their, uh, president and Congress, which is a geriatric, uh, not offense uh, meaning, meant here, uh, and totally corrupt, which doesn't have a, a good sight of they can cause of what they can cause to the world if they go to an atomic war against uh, Russia. And let's just hope there's no World War Three, because that would be another lost generation. It will not be just a lost generation. We have seen we're witnessing a lost generation. I mentioned that uh, last year in my program, eleven, eleven, eleven. But um, we are witnessing live as we speak hundreds of thousands of young, good-willing Ukrainians 
dying <coughs> in front lines in, in, in some times this year the standard of the 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 time that a soldier could live with so poor training in the front lines was four hours four hours <coughs> you can ask if i'm wrong you can just find out for yourself but the fact is that uh, we have to stop this war <coughs> before america and its foreign policy idiocy and demented evil madness takes us the country and the world uh, and bring the war home with atomic bombs and uh, you better know where your atomic shelter is because it's not going to serve for nothing once the war starts and atomic bombs start falling it's going to be 20 years dude before something comes back if there's not a winter uh, uh, an atomic winter which is going to destroy all possibilities for us the country and the world to survive so if you disagree with my opinion on this matter uh, you're welcome to say and explain why okay oh no i i totally agree with your opinion and i'd say the same question to any of the listeners uh, this is a respectful program i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but this is what's going on and um, i rather rely on experts on the ground which we don't know because we have been cut off from the russian uh, and uh, uh, media so we don't know what the russians say unless the americans and the british let us know and this is a total control and, uh, of the media, which is totally unacceptable. But yeah, okay, thanks. I'm sorry, I think I took too long. No, no, that's okay. Uh, thank you for joining us today. No I'm problem. I'm very happy to have you here. No problem. Hope to see you. Hope oh, to again. see you next time. Thank you. And that concludes our show. You can also check out our other podcasts, Author's Corner, through here and also through our website and through Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to follow us, you can hit that subscribe button. Keep up to date with our next episodes. You can also head on over to our website, communications-inc.org, to subscribe to our mailing list and to stay up to date with live events and our available merchandise with a 20% off any purchase through our Patreon account. We are accepting donations through our website and through Patreon as well. Let us know what you think in the comments and we would happy to take any suggestions from you. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you next week.